Well, Jeff, I was just saying after 251 podcasts, oh, no. I still like our song. <laughs> yeah, I like the song too. We, Roger and I just sat here, you know, recorded these back to back to them. This is the second the one, and we had to we had to listen to the outro, the music finish out. It was just a little longer than what we remembered. Yeah. So, yeah. kind of feel bad for these people that listen to all of that outro for another what two minutes of song that we may not speak over anything just to make sure we don't say something <laughs> toward the end. So. <laughs> and last time, by the I, way, I, I, I got to almost, I got to almost nothing I had written down at last time. So um, all right, so I guess, I'm assuming that means you got something to say. I, Is need that right? little, I need a little time to say a few okay. things. Okay, well, thank you for listening to the Fields Brothers Show. Well, I'm Roger, and I'm here with Jeff, my biological brother, who's younger than I am. We're here in Central Kentucky. We're at the um, in the man cave at Moonlight Fields event venue wedding farm, and we talk about stuff that we think is interesting. We talk a lot about uh, the grace of God and how we kind of see Scripture in light of the new covenant, in light of what Jesus has done for us on the cross through His resurrection. So it's a very liberating message, we believe, a very freeing, and we think that's kind of cool. All right, Jeff, what do you got? I learned a new word uh, a couple of weeks ago. I'd never heard this word before. It's, it's describes a particular type of a culture and it's applied to one particular area as well and see if you've ever heard of this i've never heard of it okay. it's one word kayfabe and we're gonna i'm gonna relate to this to K-fabe. the church you know, i've that. heard the word but I K- didn't, i've never knew it k-a-y-f-a-b-e kayfabe i've heard it but i don't know what it's it means. it's the and there's not the, i'm not reading an exact definition but this would be pretty close it re, it's usually uh, used in relation to professional wrestling oh so, which I think it's safe to say, neither you nor I are big fans of professional wrestling. I've yeah. never, never have gotten into that. I don't quite understand why people do, but that's okay. I don't look down on them for that. But uh, although I as, did hear Hulk Hogan talk about how he when he got in, when he did the Rocky movie, and that was pretty interesting, though. Now I'm not a fan of wrestling, but that was an interesting story. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure it's the first time the name Hulk Hogan has ever come. He's up a believer too, you know. What, by the way, Hulk I was not yeah. aware one. Oh yeah. Either, so oh yeah. He, we'll express, he talks about his faith a lot. Well, see if you can get him. We'll have him as a guest. Okay. On our, on our podcast <laughs> right. sometime. But anyway, kayfabe is the culture of professional wrestling where everybody kind of pretends and that they have these characters or wrestlers that they realize are not their really personal genuine personality and character but they're acting yeah and so everybody kind of goes along with that yeah and creates a culture where everyone's kind of pretending this to be true when they know it's not yeah so does that make sense well so that's, that's kayfabe what? that was kind of the story that they say that when when he did that on rocky when he went kind of wild and you know tore up the place and it was over he wanted to have photo shoots he wanted to mm-hmm. see with uh with with rocky and the family they, he, you know, he turned on a dime from this kind of wild wrestler to just yeah. a normal person. Okay. And that's the first time they really have, I think it was depicted, at least in a movie, that wrestling was not genuine. Now, they would like to say it's fake. They just say the outcome is predetermined. Yeah. But still, people still get hurt. It's still real wrestling. Yeah. That's why they say it. But, you know, but, but think about that for a second. Okay. So they all agree. So, yeah. so you, you've got a group, you've got a, a large We'll call it a congregation of people. Well, so I think there's a lot of wrestling. different groups that do that. But go yeah, ahead. I mean, but so you got a large group of people that are watching what goes on on the platform or in the stage or in the ring in the case of professional wrestling, and they all kind of sense that it's not real, but they're all kind of going along as if it is real. Does that remind you of anything else? Well, yeah, but that's you know? what people do when they watch a movie. 
I mean, if you're watching Top Gun, you're kind of believe it and kind of in the thing, believing it's real, and everybody knows it's a well, movie. But you know, I mean, but that's only when the movie's going on. But I mean, with professional wrestling, I mean, it's it's an ongoing culture. I mean, I don't mean to be coming down so hard on professional yeah. wrestling, but I mean, there's a lot more of a culture there than watching okay. a movie. All right. I mean, you've got it. Well, that, that thing. Well, okay, but, it's more. Of a but, but the parallel is to institutional church. Many well, times. okay, that, so draw that, the parallel. That, that there, there is, and it's not as blatant as it is in professional wrestling but i think there is a degree where it's kind of like the emperor has no clothes type of you know that old fable that i think in a, in a typical congregation most people are not doing as well as what they yeah put on you know we tend to think everybody else and everyone's kind of pretending that everything's going well and everyone's pretending that the man up on the stage has everything perfect well, in his see, life i think, it's, there's there's a different, a I think a lot of people do so. believe that i think that's why they're crushed when they find out well yeah i mean that's what i'm they believe they yeah. really do believe they're not just pretending to well, believe right but for the experience they yeah. do believe yeah yeah um, I, would, I would grant you that but, but there's still a similar dynamic there that yeah, i thought that I was that was pretty interesting well, that. So, all right the other thing let me let me mention one other thing before you just kind of uh before i take over is before you hijack the thing whatever you want it's kind of in the last um in the last few days, you know, I, I thought about the verse I've quoted before from Matthew 6, um, from the message where, you know, Jesus says, what I'm trying to get you to do is to relax, to, to not be mm-hmm. something like, to not be so preoccupied with getting that you can't see what the Father's giving you or something to that mm-hmm. effect. That's not a direct quote. But just the word relax, I mean, I know when we wrote our book, that word relax came, kept coming over. We almost put that in the title. Mm-hmm. We didn't, but we almost put that in the title. But I, I, you know, I'm just kind of speaking to myself here, but that whole part in Matthew 6 where he talks about, you know, not worrying, and we apply that directly, and he applies it directly to physical needs. Mm-hmm. You know, don't worry about what you eat, mm-hmm. drink, and all this stuff. You know, it's a worries that cannot add one cubit Which is to another thing, back to my thing about the integrated life. You know, Jesus mixed it all together. Yeah, so we're back two podcasts ago. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. So if you, missed, <laughs> if true, you want yeah, to hear more yeah. about this, go yeah. back to a couple of podcasts. Right? <laughs> that would be 240. Yeah, two. 50, that would have no, been 250. Yeah, this yeah. is 252. Okay. All right. <laughs> but, um, but what struck me years ago, and it's kind of hit me again the last few days, that that also, that sense of not worrying about our physical needs also applies to all of us, to your point of integration, to our our spiritual well-being. I don't, I don't necessarily like that term, but, but in terms of growing in grace, that we don't grow in grace by worrying about growing in grace. I, I think we tend to, or at least I do, worry too much about our own Spiritual progress in Christ. I, you know, okay, there. I agree so, with you totally. And it freaks but, people out when you say stuff about oh. that. For instance, we would say you don't have to draw closer to God. You're in Christ. Yeah. You're in them. But when you, so it's come up before in Bibles before. They'll be going, and I just say, well, I'm just, I'm just not interested. Like, well, what? I'm not. Okay, I'm, I'm st- not interested in drawing close. And I explain, yeah. I'm in Christ. Yeah. I'm close already, all the time. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm, yeah. I'm, my angle is a little bit different. Than okay. that. Is that I'm not saying I'm not interested in growing in grace. No, you I, know, say, I didn't say there. that. Right. I'm just saying. All right, go ahead. So, no, go so ahead. I'm saying, yeah, I am interested in growing in grace. Second Peter three. Oh yeah, you know, I want to grow in and grace. want to mature and all that. I'm just saying that the way to worrying about that. Right. So we're taking the Matthew six. Oh, see, don't yeah, worry. Yeah. Uh, worrying about that is not productive yeah. at all. It's yeah. actually counterproductive. Right. Right. And that, and I think one of the things, and, and I'm, I'm really speaking to myself more than anyone, is I've actually tried something this week. I'm on day, let's see, Sunday was day one, so this is Wednesday, so this is day four. I've not listened to a single podcast or a YouTube sermon or YouTube teaching all week long. 
which that may not mean anything to a lot of people. You may, you may know. It means you know, you're not saved. You really, <laughs> what, what else? Is but I mean, I mean, I, I'm all the time seeing, you know, someone uh, will tag a podcast and boy, that sounds good. I listen to that. And then mm-hmm. this YouTube, and there's a lot of good stuff out there and I've, yeah. I've gained a lot and I've listened to a lot, but I think what I've seen when I've listened to so much and I still continue to, and I'm going to listen to more. It's not, I'm not going to stop listening, but I think for me anyway, there can be a tendency where you listen to so much and you get so much good information that it becomes overload to oh, some yeah. extent. Oh, yeah. And you can't just rest and relax because there's a tendency when we hear a really good speaker, a really good teacher, there's a tendency, and I'm talking about someone that's really saying good stuff and saying it in a good way. So, But there's a tendency to think, man, I wish I knew what they knew. I wish I could see I what they like see. That. I don't think it out loud, but I think I don't even it's kind of myself. I, <laughs> you just don't think much, do you? I just, don't, I just, I just always know that. But the idea There's a lot of, going on behind the curtain. Hey, that, uh, uh, you know. Well, I'm just thinking that, you know, for, for certain truths, again, I, yeah. I, you know, I'm not saying I'm, I wish I were them. It's not that type of thing. But I'm thinking, okay, they're, they're, they're expressing truths that I haven't seen yet. Yeah. I and, and I think, yeah. well, when I wish I could see that as clearly as they see it. And, and, and I know they're not perfect. And I know and all that. So I'm, I'm beyond that. But no, rather I, than seen, just okay, I see. I'm asking a little bit. Shit. I mean, rather I than I've just, been impressed. Think, rather okay, than well, that's very cool that they. And, saw and again, that. not even yeah. impressed about them, but impressed about a an aspect of who Christ is or something. Yeah. That yeah, I agree with that, but I just I can't quite grasp it yet. And we kind of you know we, I can get discouraged that I've not grown in grace more, that I've not mm-hmm. discovered more. Rather than just relax, know that our Father loves us, and just rest in what He has revealed to us. And so the revelation comes. You know, we can't force the revelation yeah. of where they are. And God knows, and, and he's right. our shepherd, and so he will reveal to us. And just trust him to reveal. And don't be discouraged if you if you feel like you haven't grown in grace or, yeah. or far enough down the path that somebody else is. Yeah, I, I think though, and that, this so. may be, okay, I may, have got, and I may have gone too far the other way on this one, okay? I never think in terms of growth. I never think I need to grow more. I just, I, that just doesn't cross my mind. I, guess that, I, mean, I don't I, think of it that way. You know, I probably don't use, think of that term. I, yeah. I know I used it here, but I mean, in terms of just understanding or maybe learning, maybe, you know, learning more and seeing more. I want um, to understand more and there. I want to see that. You know? Yeah, I think about that. And there's, and I want to. There's nothing yeah, wrong with right. that. But, but I guess the point of it is that we can, we can rest and trust the Spirit to reveal right, to us in right. this time. Yeah, worrying about it. Striving is not going to get it done right. anyway. All right, so, let me tell you what I think is wrong with a lot of what goes on in Christian circles and with our messages, just the way we relate uh, to each other, to the world, and that is that the, a lot of the words that are very good words in the Bible just don't mean anything anymore. And I'll give you an example, for instance. Um, when you say God loves you, that doesn't mean mm-hmm. anything to anybody anymore. Nobody thinks, right. nobody really grasps yeah. that. You say God is love, for God so loved the world. I mean, they, they just that doesn't compute with most people. So I think, and one of the things we try to do even in the book is to say things in a different chapter, way. The last section, the last chapter, last yeah. section. Do you remember that on that very word? No. Do you remember what? the? Do you remember? You know, we have five sections in our book. I don't read the book, Jeff. What, you <laughs> what, was, the, what was the last part? So we had five sections. Do you remember that? Yeah, uh, I think I vaguely. Yeah. So the last section is titled, you know, several chapters in it, a bunch of chapters, but the last section is called "How the Father." I'm trying to jog your memory here. Loves you. No, we did not use the word love for the very reason what you're just saying. How the Father adores you. Adores you. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and we well, did that. We had that exact but, same conversation. That the love okay. is just kind of 
Right. Yeah, it's true. It's what we're saying, but it's... And, and we come up with some really wonky ways to say, it. like, for instance, the whole thing about you matter to God. It's always just tickled me, you know? Like, that's really, like, you know, well, you know, the Kentucky Wildcats matter to me. I'm hoping that God has a, a you yeah. know, a close relationship with me and thinks of me more than I think of the Kentucky Wildcats, okay? I, you know, so I'm, not as, I'm, not, I'm not as hard on that phrase as yeah, you I are. Am. You, I, I, I for those who read the book, Roger wrote that chapter yeah, in the book. Yeah, you so. matter to God, I believe. <laughs> No, but I got but a phrase for you. But, I can I, see, I, but before we get up, but I can see if someone who thinks that God is some totally distant thing, I can see that as a beginning point that God okay. actually does notice me. I, he, I do matter to Him. I, I can. I see got a much better phrase. Okay. Now, a lot of okay. people take their, they've learned from great theologians over the years: John Calvin, Martin Luther, Athanasius. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, we like to quote P.T. Forsyth. You know, mm-hmm. but this is a quote from one of my new. Theologians, and I want to pull a phrase from now. When this theologian said this, it was I'm, I'm going to redefine the way she said it. But this was from Olivia Newton-John. I was going to say, I was thinking in, you were in the '70s. She was a singer. If you, most of you should know that, but if you don't, and she was, I guess, in, she was in Greece, which I thought yeah. was a really dumb movie. And I think this song, <laughs> it, there's a song that's titled this. And I think. Tell me if I'm wrong, but in, okay, let me say it this way, tee it up this way. In light of what says at the end of Romans that um, nothing can separate you from the love of God. Yeah. I mean, there's some amazingly strong statements about I God's love. I think I might you. know where you're headed with okay. this. Okay, and she wrote a song called Hopelessly, hopelessly Devoted, Devoted to, to You. you. <laughs> okay, I think if you think of God as being hopelessly devoted to you, that okay. might be pretty I like close. I like that. To understand the love of God, he is hopelessly devoted to you. So tell me what you think. Okay, yeah, I mean, I I, I like that. Um, I, I I've got to admit, I did not see. Isn't that a little the, better I, than I, you matter to God? I, 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 mean, I did, dear Lord. I didn't see that both Hulk Hogan and Levy Newton John were going to be brought up in this. Yeah, podcast. there you go. You only know, on not, the Fields Brothers show would you ever hear anything coming. like that. But let me point out something in that. I think you're right. And I've got a friend that talks about you know the gospel and country music, <laughs> and oh, because Lord. a lot of the love and things like that. I yeah. mean, a lot of secular music. You know, when it's about love, I mean, in a way, it it describes the gospel a lot a lot better than some in Christian music. Way, I guess, yeah, yeah, I mean, and so um, hopelessly devoted to you. Well, I mean, that, I mean, well now you pre- think about that. We could have used that in the book if you would have thought of that a few years ago. How well, the, how I the wasn't father, getting my the theology same. from Olivia Newton-John so at the time, <laughs> so, you know. So if we ever do a revision, instead of that last section being how the father adores you, yeah. we could say how the father is hopelessly, hopelessly devoted, devoted to, to you. you. And every every male our age is going to think about Olivia Newton-John and remember that yeah. song with that. So yeah. so maybe it's best that we didn't use that. But, well. but I mean, okay, let's, and it's serious, though. So, so what are we saying with that? Hopelessly devoted to you. I mean, that is... Father, Son, and Spirit, yeah. that's why they sent, that's why the word was sent. That's yeah. why the, Jesus came. I mean, that's why. Because that's they why. would not, you know, so mankind blew it in the Garden of Eden. And I love that phrase from Athanasius. I'll bring him up since you mentioned him. God, what was God being good to do? So God sees that. So Adam fails. He's become blind. God is good, though. What is God being good to do? So he doesn't just say, well, I gave them a chance, you know. Yeah. They had their they had their opportunity and they blown it. And well, in the whole, and so I mean, even the parables Jesus taught about the the uh, when the son comes back to the father who'd run away mm-hmm. and lived very immorally, blown all the money. I think you could say, well, the father was hopelessly devoted to his son. I mean, you can put that over top of the cross. Yeah. I mean, Jesus dying for us is Father, Son, and Spirit saying, I'm hopelessly <laughs> devoted to you. I'm hopelessly devoted 
Tell you, I wonder if someone could. Uh, I don't know the word, the rest of the words of that song. That you know, so we're not we're not. Uh, I'm not going to quote not the whole stamp, song. For we're not putting our stamp of approval on yeah. every word in yeah. that whole song. I don't know what the rest of the yeah. verses. Well, I don't either. And I'm certainly not putting my stamp of approval on the movie. <laughs> oh, that was a dumb movie again. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, I just thought that phrase is a pretty clear picture of God's affection for or us. Or just devoted. I mean, I mean, hopelessly too. But I mean, even without the word hopelessly. Well, but hopelessly just means. He's just head over heels, There's just no really, yeah, he just yeah, kind of. Yeah, it amplifies. Yeah, it devotion. amplifies. Yeah. I mean, devoted is great, too. Yeah. But but we don't think of God as even devoted to us. Yeah, right. You right. know, but yeah, but you're right. I mean, the term God loves you is just, it's amazing how we can intellectually say, yes, we believe that, and yeah. then believe a whole bunch of other stuff right, that, right. that shows we really don't believe right, that. Right, because it's, we've just stripped it of its meaning. You know, it has no punch anymore. The... um change here just a little bit for a couple little things um or are you done with that yeah go ahead no i'll go ahead the um uh listen to a message recently by phelan daughtry and he's going to be with our you know our retreat in november looking forward to that november 7th uh, mm-hmm. 8th and 9th and if you've contacted me i'm going to be hopefully emailing you here within the next uh, week or so uh if not sooner by the time this podcast comes out that just get an update on that but anyway he pointed he, he had a message on acts 10 uh, the Peter's vision, uh, Peter's vision mm-hmm. on the you know the house of Cornelius and that whole thing, and um, basically Phelan talked about letting the Holy Spirit uh, ruin your theology, and he points out a verse in there that I hadn't really noticed that after Peter had the vision, it says that Peter was perplexed. Yeah, I mean think about Peter. I mean yeah. his whole life has been built. Yeah, he might not tell the story. Judaism. So not familiar with okay. the story. He's on the roof. So Peter's you know his whole life steeped in Judaism. He's one of the disciples. Then he speaks. At, at uh, the day of Pentecost, but at that point, the the gospel is still limited to the Jews. Yeah, it's really a Jewish point. kind of a sect of Judaism. Yeah, yeah, he's point. seeing it. Yeah, it's still yeah. just for the Jews, and so he's up on the roof, um, which once again is or, what the Book of Acts is all about. <laughs> the transition, okay. all right? And um, he has a vision of uh, you know, if, if I'd known you were going to ask this, I would have got more up to speed on the story. But the sheet letting well, if you're going to bring a story up, you might be familiar well, I wasn't with the story. All the details. Okay. <laughs> I'm assuming people are, but. So anyway, God gives him a vision to indicate to him, we'll just do it broadly here, yeah. that the Gentiles are not to be condemned as unclean. Don't call right. any man unclean. Um, God shows him all the animals. The animals that, that a Jew would have never have eaten. He says, it's, you know, go kill, kill and eat, eat yeah. with that. And so yeah. all of a sudden, so eat basically it. it's a revelation, a vision to show Peter that he has the totally wrong attitude toward the Gentiles. Right. That, and even, I mean, this is several years after Pentecost. Right. And so given that vision, it says Peter was perplexed. Yeah. So, you know, he did, it's not like Peter was, oh, yeah. Amen. That's great. Amen. Praise yeah, boy, the Lord. You are right. Yeah, I see you there. that's right. He, and, and Phelan talks about how sometimes when the Holy Spirit reveals you know, we have a revelation from the Holy Spirit that that ruins our theology. I mean, that yeah. ruined Peter's theology yeah. that yeah. day. But he was perplexed. But he, you know, he, he eventually came around. But uh, Phelan says this: um, says the level of revelation that the Holy Spirit gives will make you doubt your own sanity at times. He was greatly perplexed, perplexed in his mind. Yeah, that's great. And I think, and so for a lot of people that have come out of a mixed gospel and are seeing a picture of grace for the first time, that is a common experience yeah. where you think. Am I crazy? Yeah. You know, am I just, am I mixed up in this? And so, um, so if you're perplexed, uh, you're kind of in a good spot. Yeah. I think that doesn't mean everything that passes through your mind is right. But but the, so the idea is that, you know, don't be afraid. So I guess the exhortation is don't be afraid to let the Holy Spirit ruin your theology Mm -hmm. with that. I think, I think that is so true in 
kind of all aspects of relating to God through faith that you've got to be willing to have any cherished belief shattered. I mean, you can't be so invested. You know, I mean, we there's a few things that are pretty crystal clear in the Bible. Jesus is Lord. He's the Savior. I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's things that, that, that I would say are non-negotiables. But there are a lot of things that could be, you know, tightly held convictions that you believe a certain way that still may not be true. Yeah, that, and that. And those are tough. You know? What happens, though, I think you would agree with this, that the first time you're kind of finally acquiesce to the Holy Spirit, that's not the best word, but you know, kind of agree with the Holy Spirit, and yes, I, I've been wrong in that area. Once you admit that the first time, it becomes easier down the road because yeah. you realize, okay, if I was that wrong in that area, what other areas have I been wrong Have you ever thought that, back so? at times when people have said to you things that we would say now and were really irritated you then? <laughs> I, can, I can remember yeah. times like that where somebody yeah. said, I think, well, you just, golly, I can't believe it. I'm just <laughs> real aggravated they could say something like that, you know? I mean, do you not understand, you know? And now I'm thinking, I believe now what they said to me that aggravated yeah. me so much back then. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I, I've, I've experienced on different more than one level yeah. you know, yeah. or more than one area type of thing yeah. um, with that. But uh, this, and also on a verse here, some, someone put this on Facebook, and I kind of saw it in New Light. It's a familiar verse. It's from Mark 11. But it is amazing how it appears to be totally contradictory within itself. So Mark eleven twenty four, Jesus says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. It doesn't sound ridiculous. So it says, believe well, that you have received it, well, that's, that's past tense, and it will be yours. Well, yeah, but I mean, you, I mean, you there's a lot that. of places where it talks about faith like that, though. Right. I mean, Abraham. Yeah, you know, right. But but so, here we're saying, so I'm supposed to believe that I've already, and if I believe that I've already received it, then I will have it. I mean, just on the surface, natural mind, that's that doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, right, if, already, that's, if, I, if I believe I already have it, then I don't need to get I think what it's saying is it's the difference between kind of the objective and subjective experience thing that, that yes, I I have it when well, we see who Christ is, and then when, when we believe, then we're able to experience. And Yeah, I mean, I think it's true on a lot of levels. I mean, there's a lot of scripture that, that has that element of it, of it where you believe something's a reality before you see it, you know, manifest or, or experience it. I mean, that's... You know, there again, that was a that was the definition of faith according to uh, Paul in Romans four. We talked about Abraham. That Abraham considered not he you know this, he considered he called him. God already called him the father of many nations yeah. before he had kids. Yeah. It was already a reality. Said, I have made you. Yeah, I have, made, I have you. Yeah. made you the father of many. Yeah. And, and so Abraham believed right. that, and, right. and so that was the right relationship. But it just fascinates me that Jesus does not say believe that you will receive it right. and it will be yours. Right. That's oh, not what no. he says. No. Believe that you no. have received it. Then I got thinking about that. I don't want to get down this road. But then like, okay, how does that relate to John three sixteen? Whoever believeth in him. So you know, again, I don't want to go all that the way down. So, but it's it's a matter of believing. So that believing doesn't get us something that we didn't already have. That believing in whatever aspect of who we are in Christ, I think, opens our eyes to, to experience and to lay hold of and experience the reality that we already have yeah, in, in Christ with them. So um, what else you got? You see, I got a few. What else well, I got another here? long thing, but I don't want to launch into it now. So right, save it for the next podcast. That would be 253 coming up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> So, so we'll um, title for this one. We could either well, use the. Uh, let me let me just say. Let me go out and say this, okay? okay? And so, if you're seriously, I answer this. We could try to, you know, we 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 say a lot of things in jest, but this is not in jest, okay? okay? 
if you listen to this podcast and you've just not, you've had trouble with your relationship with God and you're going through a lot of stuff, I do think you need to know that it is a fact, it is true that God is hopelessly devoted to you. And I would just encourage you to think about that, meditate on that, and just understand that's who God is. That is him. He is love. He had, He did so love the world. Um, his love is, uh, the, is, is deep and wide, um, as it says in Ephesians. Nothing can separate you from the love of God, as it says at the end of Romans chapter 8. God is hopelessly devoted to you. title for this one we could either i realize we're still recording yeah for a title for this one it could be hopelessly devoted to you or I think so. the gospel according to olivia newton john that would get that, <laughs> oh, would, that, that would probably get some listeners oh my god i think i like that one better oh boy <laughs> you, you people see what i deal with here on a regular basis you see this now